We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, welcome to True Faith Weekly Podcast. Uh, I'm Alex Hurst, just share one. Paul, I'm Alex Hurst, joined by uh, Ben Wayside Campbell. Paul Fondell, is it? Or Fondell? Fondell, Fondell, whatever you want. Fondell. Fondell, Paul Fondell, right. That's sticking. It's a bad start. Um, Newcastle have beaten Ipswich, three goals to nil. It was very comfortable, Ben. Great, great, a great day at the office. We uh, is that the best it gets as a, um, as a home fan? I wouldn't say that's as good as it gets. I, I, it was a bit of a dull match for a lot of people. I mean, obviously, got off to a brilliant start, scoring within uh, eight seconds or whatever it was. Um, and uh, they, they, they looked, I mean, they looked again really, really comfortable. I mean, it's a theme that we we'll keep um, going on about on these podcasts, but just we we'll, we'll never look like uh, conceding. But at the same time. Um, I think the attacking play today was a bit disjointed. Yeah. We, we struggled to get the ball into Gale, I thought, especially in the first half. It wasn't really much method to, to play. Um, I think we, we, we said during the match, the, the team was a bit lopsided. It was, it was again, it was all down the right-hand side. There was very little good on the left. and just were, I think we were just a bit wasteful and there wasn't the intent there that we've seen from the club, from the team in uh, other games but it was it was a good game I mean obviously we've come, come out with three, three goals in the end which I think was deserved I thought we thoroughly uh, fully dominated the game and, and we looked really good we are well with the 3-0 uh, but um, I think there's, there's still sort of areas where it can improve um, but I mean if, it, if, if you're going to be uh, stroppy about a 3-0 win I'll take that every weekend Sorry, um, any, anything that you'd like to pick up on? I mean, I mean, I'll probably start with you about Perez. Two goals today. Do you think he's worth his place in the team? Uh, uh, <laughs> it's a hard one, isn't it? I think, as usual, we looked at each other after 70 minutes and thought, what, apart from obviously first goal, um, what, what's he done? What's he contributing? I thought Perez actually, on reflection, without even taking into account the, the second goal and the assist for the third, I thought he was. <laughs> That's what some of us would say. No, I thought he actually played really well. Um, he made mistakes and he continues to frustrate in terms of when he's given chances, really good chances with the ball. He's quite wasteful, but I thought he was at least playing the number 10 position today correctly. He was in the right positions. He was running in the channels. He was coming to receive the ball. And yes, his, his touch is still... For, for a lot of two years ago, when we first saw him, we thought he's got an immaculate touch. He's, he's got a touch of Messi about him. He's so, like... The other, the other definition of the praise. word Messi with the ball, like he's 
he doesn't his decision making seems to have gone his, his touches have I thought today he couldn't really say too much negative about him though I thought he's he's played that position well and he's, he's linked up the play and, and done enough for me I would I, I don't know again I was I was it I mean obviously he scored the two goals so we're, we're, we're gonna give him a break this week but um, we? <laughs> again I, I just I don't know I, I don't think he, he seems wasteful at times um, I mean I think he was, he was carrying the ball running with the ball a lot better today and he, he looked dangerous in terms of beat, he was beating players and looked looked more a lot more involved today but give at the same him a time, break what's he gonna do <laughs> I'll come in though because I I agree with Ben a little bit well very a lot um, <laughs> you know, he's, he's done well Two goals and assists. What more can you ask? Um, I, I think he's Surely a striker. That's, that's, I'm, I'm, that's but I'm convinced he's a striker. Yeah, he's a striker because he, he doesn't do those things number ten can do. And I said about him half time. There was a part in the first half when he was running at their back four and he overhit the ball to Goofran. And it wasn't that he overhit the ball. It was the fact that you know you're, you're playing number ten. You're the one who should be creating something or going on and taking things from there. When in actual fact you are passing the ball almost. There was a couple of times in the second half as well when he got he actually did some good work. Got to the byline. And smash it across the face, about you know, 20 yards above each other's other people's head. But I mean, will he keep his place? I think he might. He might keep his place for Tuesday because obviously you get in the team, you score, you keep your place. I think he might keep his place. I don't think he'll be in the team for pressing away though. I don't think that performance today suggests he can play that role away from home. Be interesting. I mean, I think yeah, I, I could see him playing Tuesday. It's the cup game, but I think had it been another league game, I don't think he would have played just because I think Rafa. We've seen it every time. Someone has a great game, and then they're out of the team like yeah. next week. Um, we'll look at Hayden on Wednesday. Yeah. He's excellent. Also yeah. Tuesday. Oh, yeah, I, for that excellent. reason, I don't think he will play on Tuesday. I think he's he's, think he's, he's earned his place for next week. Nah, so I can't, I can't see him starting him and Gale away from home at Preston. But after that, I don't think we'll play Gale, and I don't think you can go Diarme without Gale. Yeah. Just because if you go Diarme and Mitro, Diarme and, and, and Murphy, <laughs> it's just too like sort of heavyweight up top. I think. Um, they would go either Perez behind one of the, the big lads or, or Gale and, and Diome. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, Anita was a high profile rotated player today. Um, bit of a surprise. Sai Yedlin, do you think he was worth the place? Definitely, I thought he was excellent as well. I thought he played really well at right back. Um, listen, <laughs> we, we do a lot talking about certain players, and Anita's one of them. Um, I think it's better not to focus on whether Yedlin was better than I just thought Yedlin played really well yeah. and there's no way you can drop him after that performance so you'll, you'll keep his place and that's what that's what Rafa's built it's built a squad of players where there's competition and if someone's performing well they're worthy of that, that place in the team I think it's a really positive selection we've talked yeah. a, lot, a long time about the defensive fullbacks that we'll have particularly teams in, you know, teams like the future home playing Yedlin was a masterstroke and you think you know Yedlin's a bit further on in his progression than Lazar you yeah. think it, I think eventually, you know, like I'll pick out a game on the top of my head, let's say um, Blackburn at home, I think, in December or whatever it is, or January, that I think you'll see Yedlin and Lazar probably everyone's fit and not injured and stuff like that. I think you'll see both of them at home, uh, which is a really positive thing. I think I need to come back in for a pressing away. Um, we'll see, and obviously it's hard to predict. Um, but it will be interesting just because I think the, with, with that defensive set, and obviously we've got another clean sheet today where we're looking really solid. I mean, we're only continuing from set pieces at the minute, so it'll be interesting to see whether Rafa would risk that rec that defensive record because that's what a lot of the, these wins have been built on. It's strong foundations of being solid at the back. 
obviously playing Yadlin and Lazar would be massively like attacking you basically only believing the back two and whoever's holding so either Hayden or Colback who like like to get forward anyway um, so it will be interesting to see whether there's any games that he does sort of go a bit gung-ho and, and play both of them I, I don't know whether he, he would risk that just because I think there's obviously he's got his um, sort of stands where you like to build on, on a solid defensive back foot and then build from that. Um, especially when you look at what, what we're getting out of the, the forward um, four players at the minute. I mean, Gale's been brilliant, Shelby. I mean, we're, we're moaning on saying, oh, we're, we're one more from the left side, but we don't really need it. We scored three goals today. I mean, I like I the fact at the end Richie went left wing and Atsu um, went right. And you saw the left side come into it yeah, a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Um, so that I was. Did, really I mean, positive. I agree. I mean, obviously that, that was just the original point I made. It's like it'd be nice to see a bit more balance, but I just yeah. think going Lazar and Yedlin would be so attacking where yeah. we don't really need to be, to yeah. be, to to go be fair sort of to the left to side. Risks like that, do you know what I mean? But to be fair to the left side, um, and while yeah, a lot of our stuff has come down the right today. I thought Kufran still had two. Of, he should have scored and was involved in two or three really big chances. He spent a lot more time, and we talk about this all the time. In, in his own half, making sure that the left back was covered. But I still thought the left side wasn't that lacking. I don't know, first half we were, sometimes I'll talk about the frustrations of the first half. We scored after 80 seconds, great. Good goal, well taken, bad defending by Ipswich, but good goal. Um, and we didn't really push on from that, and that was a bit frustrating, but I felt that was to contradict you, sorry, I felt that was because all of our play was down the left or we had a lot of the ball down the left side. Right. Where no, the left. Um, no, with anything that was was positive was down the right. But the lads had the ball, like I said, you at half time Ben. Gufran had the ball one on one with the fullback and he went back to Paul. Yeah. And it's like, well, when are you gonna do that? Within ten to twenty seconds, Carl Dollar's going to have the ball. Yeah at some point so it was just kind of a frustrating thing at half time in the first 50 minutes until that second goal came we were very wasteful you know there was a lot of balls even Shelby and Richie normally very consistent players we were chipping the ball rather yeah, they, than were, they were trying to do too much with it, a lot it was, of time. they were trying to score a perfect goal and there were some good balls played but it was I mean this we've won 3-0 I'm not we've had a fantastic day it's been really positive we watched that we'll clean sheet today clean sheet against Barnsley clean, clean sheet against Wallen one against Brentford who did we play before then? We Norwich on it, so it's four. Three <laughs> we're so used to having to think of things to, to pick out about the game that we're maybe we're not happy with. <laughs> when really we should be sitting right, here and we're, getting we're it. We're we're it. <laughs> it. Who was that one of you just said it was um, a little bit boring? Yeah, I mean, not, you know, I know what you mean. We're no, following on from Brentford because the second half of Brentford just was like a non-event. We're just kind of. I mean, I think to be fair, it's, it's not too much about us. I think it was more about the reflection of Ipswich. I think yeah, yeah. It's, it's become quite obvious that the, the quality of opposition in this division. As soon as we've kicked in the gear and Rafa's got his team settled, he's got his strongest eleven most weeks now. We're not coming up against anything. It's a bit, it was. It wasn't that it was a boring, boring game. It was just the first half. I think I just felt like. They were there for the take, and they they were really poor. And I just think we, as you said, there was a lot of we're going to bring we're, we're going to bring Mike and from Ipswich, who was did the three D podcast with us. Mike, get yourself in. Would you like do you the fancy? Do you fancy as well? No, you're all right. Um, I think he's a bit angry. All right. So we'll go on, wait, wait, before I'll, I'll tell you quickly you about Ipswich, what I thought, hard. and then you tell us what you thought of both Ipswich and Newcastle. Um, I hope Ipswich's tactics were good with talks on Thursday but not sitting too deep or pressing at the half run and you did that. Problem is, you just fuck yourselves over after 60 seconds by conceding a ridiculously soft goal um, and it was 
downhill from there. Game really. plan was kind of shot because it yeah. looked like it was going to work. But that, that's the thing. We, 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 <laughs> were sa- we were saying at half time it's hard to judge like how good Newcastle were and how good we were. Because like after the goal, we thought we were like obviously best hit the bar from bit of nothing really. It was yeah. a great effort, but like it was hard to judge because we went behind so early. With such a gap, like just like we. One of our main bugbears here, just like wingers not tracking that properly, like consistently. We were talk- you're talking about the press, and like it was fine. If you look at Freddie Sears, he was pressing really hard, really high. But that's pressure. But if you don't have the whole team doing it, like organised together, then that's not a press, and you can get picked off so easily. Yeah. If you have it, if you have everyone organised and backing each other up, doing it properly from the midfield through the through the back line, everyone doing it at the same time. And that's a good press, but the thing is, like Freddie Sears was leading it, which was really high intensity, and like a lot of the time people were going with him, but we, we didn't have like, see, you uh, to see. You didn't like, win the ball. I can't remember you with like pressing, but actually causing yeah. a mistake. It was it. it was almost pressing for pressing space. Like, it was the right thing to do, but it's uh, if, you, if, if the team aren't good enough. I mean, what, what do you make of the performance? Is it frustrating for you, or would, you, you expected a, a hammering? So but, yeah, does that make it any easier? <laughs> It, it, it doesn't like we, we expected like a tuna but like again we, we we didn't get hold of the truth as I said we you're right we did press but there was very rarely that we picked off or actually won the ball from the press like, we weren't pushing the right players like that. one of the things that surprised me Mike was the lack of bookings and titles you made you know Brentford came to us didn't press but towards the end of the game when they started chasing it they started in the need to nick the ball and they were pulling and they were grabbing and they were picked up about three or four yellow cards which isn't the end of the world if it leads to something whereas today I was a bit surprised where you didn't really put your foot in the, the thing much. is if you, look, if you look at the team we've got like Conor Grant a young lad from Everton who like I like as a player and he's generally played he's been brought in and out a few injuries here and there but he's generally played wide and he's played in the centre uh, alongside Douglas whose legs have essentially gone and he doesn't have that kind of mouse to get like, and, and our wingers as well, we were talking about a lot. Tom Lawrence and Grant Ward, two young players, good going forward, they're really bright players, but this, this is essentially their first season of playing week in, week out. Certainly for Grant Ward, Tom like, Lawrence has been on loan a few times. They're not trained in kind of like, they doing the dirty work, which you need to do away from home. We weren't expecting them to come and take the game clear, but you need your wide men in that case. We haven't got fullbacks that, like, if our fullbacks get isolated, which I didn't think you did enough to be fair. I think you were comfortable for a lot of the game and it looked like you could always kick onto another gear. Which your, your second and third goals you showed, it was just sharpness of movement and we were just like yeah. half a yard off it. But I think those, those wide players and the younger players in our team just like, they've got to understand how to do the dirty work and that, that, that wasn't. It, it just I, I, it's a really good point because I, I thought as well, I mean, trying to think maybe compared to say Huddersfield. We played Huddersfield. Huddersfield, no disrespect, but they were rubbish. Like, they, were, they didn't do anything for the win. We two catastrophic defensive errors when we were almost a different size, both in terms of playing sound confidence and team selection because it was during the transfer window. But Huddersfield's team was very, like, streetwise, know how. They knew when to go down on the ball, even if it was a foul, they knew when to slow the game down. I didn't see too much of that from Ipswich today, apart from Leon Best, who actually did, like, dislocated off his hand is disgusting yeah, we're yeah, pretty yeah, close yeah. to it um, so yeah I suppose from your point of view, well from our point of view what did you say you talked a little about Newcastle there How, what did you make of the performance from Newcastle well, as we said I think it was effective the fact you scored so early meant you were just comfortable because we were never even a 1-0 down we were always still going to wait till the seven, even if it like a 1-0 McCarthy is still thinking well we'll keep it 1-0 till 70-75 minutes and then we might have a bit of a pop and have a go Obviously, that, that didn't come to yeah. pass, didn't say that, but we were saying at half time it's difficult because you're clearly just 
just coming out first gear. There were so, so many times where he has several yards on the ball when like popped in the Shelby. And I think it was so obvious in that second and third goal that he scored when it was just like slow, 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 then suddenly a, a quick incisive ball in, then laid off the front man, and then a runner from midfield. And we were just like, two, we had two or three, the full backs, and then the, the midfield too, just like completely off the pace. And they'd been burst through by a bit of sharp movement that they weren't being focused So it's clear that he had a lot more of the tank. Um, but as we were saying at half time, he, he, he didn't really have to push it because we were never going to come up here unless we kept it at 1 0 till the 75th, 80th minute. Um, so there was never really anything more of the game. That, that's the frustrating thing. We were never really. <laughs> after yeah. we seen that first goal, as we said on, on Thursday in the preview, like, if we can see the first goal, yeah, we're that's all sorts of trouble. I know, sorry for you, I was thinking about when that first goal went and I was just like, you haven't even had like. Ten minutes of like <laughs> bit of pressure. Yeah, everyone, everyone get the ball, knock yeah. it around a bit, give yeah. it a keeper, yeah, knock it around the back line. Now straight in, lads. We've not obviously all of us not seen the goals again, but how Perez was that unmarked at the back post? Dreadful. Defense. Well, the, the, the thing is, I mean, our our fullbacks, we go so narrow, especially away from home. The four at the back, we go so narrow, and then I mean. Our whole winger is not even in shot. Quite <laughs> coming back. That's what we're talking about. He had a great game at home against Burton. He created a lot. But this is like for those sorts of young players, it's learned that don't even just just try your man. It's just yeah. like do the percentages of a professional athlete. Just try your man. And when we get so narrow, the wide men have just especially when they've just got a track. You can't pass on to fullback because he's tucked in and marking. Especially when you have three attacking midfielders in behind your striker like that. That's why we're so caught out. And yeah, he's got. He's got so much time. It's almost as if two men have just like lost him. <laughs> it's one of those who's just like, I don't even know who to blame there. <laughs> it's really hurt me for this well the midfield is just not even in shot. Yeah. It's just so you, much you think and just, yeah. Um, you think and just keep it tight. The whole team should be, the whole team should be behind the, the player who plays the cross. The whole team's behind that line because it's so early in the game. You've got to keep yeah. it tight. And I said, you've got the back four against the strikers. Now, I was surprised by that. Um, what did you, have you, I mean, obviously you know us, but have you enjoyed the day? Was you, you know, do you, has it been a, a reasonable day for you coming up here? Oh well, <laughs> so, to be fair, to be fair, we, we always said like on the way up, <laughs> the train beers and the beer before and after always most entertaining part of the game. To be fair, that's what made me think. As soon as the first goal, got, the, the trips we've been on where yeah. the game's over. Well, I don't want to say the game's over, but it, it yeah. feels that way, doesn't it? When, Concede straight away. It's like so oh, you just got to appreciate the journey up there. It's yeah. good yeah. fun. That Having whole day, been enjoying it after. so much, and then <laughs> taken away straight. Did you yeah. get to stand up? Oh yeah, it was all, yeah, it was all, yeah. So we went and sat down. I mean, just fucking Brentford all sat down last week. Very no, good was, from there. There were a few in between, but like the whole like from front to back, it all stood up. It was a. Uh, we're not used to having three thousand odd in the way, and to be fair, so it's quite certainly up beyond Nottingham. <laughs> a lot of games like Charlton or whatever yeah. all for that relocation. For the moment it's um, just like, yeah, conceding the first minute killed it. But um, yeah, I, I, at, least, at least it was all standard. For, at least Norwich got beat there. Well, that's the thing, Norwich and Sunderland got beat as well. Yeah. Right, so I'm sure. Sunderland in hilarious circumstances. <laughs> 94th minute uh, off a corner, Winston Rees. I'll, um, I'll get the shape. Great right. to see. Sorry, I'll bring this back round to Newcastle and um, we'll have Preston twice now. I've Preston home in the cup, which it's, this takes us to a quarter final if we win, so that's a big game. Yeah. And then we'll have Preston away in the league. Are you, are you back in six points? Or 6.2 six wins? <laughs> six points from this one match. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
it, it's funny, isn't it? Because we're going to a cup game where it's a league cup. You'd expect to field a weakened team. Obviously, yeah. there's no way Rafa will do that. Well, but we don't have a weakened team. Well, exactly. You'll, you'll field a much changed team, yeah. but it's not necessarily any weaker than the team. Darryl Murphy might get on the bench for this one. Yeah. <laughs> as long as no Preston have just they won again today in Norwich, didn't they? Five, five um, wins in a row now. Which five new wins. Five in a row, yeah. So six including that, a cup game in Bournemouth. actually the, the, the worst time to play them, twice. So it's um, almost nice that we'll get them in at home in the cup when they might rest a couple. Yeah, I just think... Just to knock them before Saturday. Yeah, I think we'll take the cup far more seriously than they will. So, and to be honest, we've now got a little bit of leeway to do that as well. We don't even need to think, oh, actually... Uh, we're, we're, four, we're four points clear in Norwich. We'll put this field in... Brighton are three points behind us, albeit with far inferior yeah. goal differences. So my, my, we've kind of got a four point. My point being, there's no no way that Rafa's sitting there thinking, oh, you know what, the, the, this could get be a distraction. He's thinking, you know what, let's get to the fucking quarter final. Yeah, enjoy yourself, God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not like when you're sitting like 17th in the league thinking, oh, God, League Cup, we not really, you know. So we'll, we'll definitely beat them on Tuesday. Um, Wednesday? Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. Um, the away game because they're in such good form in the league. It's not. It's not easy. That's that's going to be the a big game now. Um, I would take a point. In, yeah, in point would be a good game. result. I'd rather can't, can't I'd, win every week. Personally, I'd rather win the cup game. So yeah, me too. I'd take, me too. I'd take a win and draw in that yeah. order. All right. Well, I think that's just about it for today. I don't think I've missed anything else. Um, we'll be back next Thursday with a preview pod, and we'll also review the press home game. We'll have a couple of press fans on as well, like Mike's already done here. Uh, kindly joined us both games and yeah this has been true faith weekly podcast uh thanks for listening mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around a watch she can wear every day from movement whether your mom is into classic dress watches rare and refined ceramics or tried and true bestsellers movement has something she'll love and right now everything at movement is up to 50 percent off site-wide during their mother's day sale a watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.